Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Again, ladies and gentlemen, what side are these media people on? I mean, we know they don't do journalism anymore. We get that. But this crisis with Iran has exposed these media people and it begs the serious question, what the hell side are these people on? I've got a lot on that that's going to just really kind of bake your bagels and eat your lunch because it's just really disturbing content. I got that. Another absolutely troubling story about the deep staters, deep stating, deeps to keep on trucking, keep on deep stating. I've got that. I've also got, hopefully at the end, a couple of good Ronald Reagan moments that I think will make you laugh. Uh, so much down and uh, dour stories. This one's kind of funny. Uh, Producer Joe, how are you today? Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show, my friend. All good right. to see you back on Monday. Yeah, man. From uh, now, the You saw the Reagan area. jokes in the band? <laughs> yeah. Pretty good stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah good you think? stuff. Yeah, there's right. really good yeah, stuff. Yeah, we, you know, it was it's, funny. It's cute. There's their show, but check that out. He you'll, had a sense of humor. All yeah. right, folks. Yeah, it was very funny, especially yeah. when it comes to, you know, humiliating the Soviet Union about the failures of socialism. <laughs> yes. So check that out. Say that we're going to put that up um, at the end. All right, folks, today's show brought to you by buddies at GenuCell. Chamonix's New Year's inventory clearance sale is only for one more week. Start the new decade off right by looking younger than you ever have guaranteed or your money back. Just listen to Beverly from Huntsville, Alabama. Introducing Beverly OMG, love this product. Saw the difference the second time I used it and recommend it to everyone if they have a problem with their jawline. Just like Beverly, see that double chin and turkey neck? Ah. Nice. Disappear with the famous <laughs> GenuCell jawline treatment with MDL technology. Although, Joe, some listeners like your individualized turkey neck sound better. Just saying. Okay. Order right now. They do. And the classic GenuCell for eye bags and puffiness is yours free. Plus, GenuCell's immediate effects for results in 12 hours it's available there too. Go make sure you get that. It's great if you got a good, you know, hot date in the week and you got to go on TV like I do. Use that stuff all the time. During this inventory <laughs> clearance, you get the incredible GenuCell eyelid lift for drooping eyelids, also free. Go to GenuCell.com and enter my discount code DAN30 at checkout. Order today and get GenuCell XV anti-wrinkle treatment, also free. All orders will automatically be upgraded to priority shipping for free. That's five free gifts. Order now. Go to GenuCell, G-E-N. U-C-E-L.com. Enter my discount code Dan30 at checkout. GenuCell.com. GenuCell.com. All right, Joe, let's go. There it is. You know, it's interesting. I welcomed you to the Dan Bongino show as if you needed a welcome, which I kind of messed that up. Like that backwards. But that's a new opening. So that's cool, welcome man. To the Dan. Good to see you, Joe. I want to feel welcome It was a here. very busy weekend for me and Paula. <laughs> yeah. I may tell the story at okay. the end. Paula may kill me, but not about that thing, but another thing. But it's kind of funny. Something happened to me this weekend, and I feel really bad, especially for this guy who listens to my show and introduced himself to me at the mall. Hopefully, <laughs> I'll get to that one. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes, 100%. She's already like freaking out. All right, first off, what side are the media people on? Sheesh, this is getting worse and worse and worse by the day. I have to constantly ask this question. We have a number of incidents of them promoting Iranian propaganda, telling bad stories. Paul is not in a good mood today, folks. The camera wasn't working right. She had a sign out of Adobe. She is in a very salty mood. She was she was salty with her mom. I had to come in and rescue it. Her mom came in and told me about an ant problem up front. Paula's like, what do you want me to do about the ant problem? She was not very happy. So she's a little salty. But it's okay. It's okay. It's a family operation. First, getting back to the salty media. You like that segue? Here is, this is real, by the way. When I played this for, I love my wife. It's a joke. I know you're going to email me. This is the salty media, not as salty as Paula was this morning. Erin Burnett, shockingly, Paula didn't believe me if this was real. Erin Burnett from CNN, Joe, in this video clip, 
claiming how she was over in Iran. I'm sure she was. No reason to believe she was lying. Amongst a death to America chanting crowd, Joe. But don't you worry, Armacost. They were really super nice to her. It's not a joke. I feel better. Check this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Check this out. It's crazy. I will say I was I was in Tehran when they were chanting death to America once. I was at a rally. The people couldn't have been more friendly to me personally as an American. It, it sort of felt like a it felt like a thing and a trope as opposed to anything that actually was seriously meant and considered. Well, I understand and, your point, Aaron, but having been there, my experience right. was Aaron, your entire life. All right. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, now, one of the dumbest things I've ever heard said on television, again, Begs the question, does it not? I hate that cliche. Why do I say it begs the question? I hate that cliche, but I still use it. It's like it's ingrained and tattooed on my cerebral cortex. It makes you ask the question, what the hell side are these people on? You're in a crowd of people chanting death to America. Some of them subject to a regime that has inflicted death on America. And your commentary is that, don't worry, Armacost. These people were super nice to me. Oh, good. So number one, the evidence that they mean death to America would probably be confirmed by the sad, tragic death of actual Americans at the hand of some of these lunatics. Yeah. Definite negative. Just saying. You think? (laughs) Yeah. Question number two. We ask Aaron Burnett, did it ever occur to you, Aaron? That you may have been getting played. That tyrannical, despotic, terrorist regimes like the Iranian mullahs, that they may have propaganda artists in the crowd understanding that American media people who have this constant need to trash America would be eager to scoop up that, hey, be very nice to them. Tell me you understand what I'm saying, audience. Yeah, man. Yes. Here's where we're going here. They told the Iranians are not stupid. They are gaslighting propaganda Man. artists. Their, their sole goal is to take down and embarrass the American, uh, the American government and anybody who opposes them. You don't think it occurred to them that you have outlets like CNN that'll eagerly report their propaganda? Make sure you're really nice to that one. Yeah, they always work them. Every time they're working the refs. Yeah, every and time you go. That never occurred to her. They were really nice to me. Oh, I could spend all day on this, ladies and gentlemen. Again, what the hell side are these people on? If some couple of idiots were chanting death to America a couple of times in a country that's generally friendly to the U.S., you could probably discount it to a couple of morons who were drunk in a bar one night. When a death to America regime that's inflicted death to America is chanting death to America at a rally and trying to play the refs, maybe your journalistic antenna should go up. Ding, 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 ding. And you should be a little bit more skeptical. Just throwing that out there. Just saying. That wasn't it, of course. I was on Fox and Friends this morning, my regular Monday morning appearance, which I love doing. We had the incident we described last week where MSNBC put out over the air parroting Iranian propaganda on the air. Yeah. No fact checking. They said, well, we've been told by the Iranians that 30 Americans were killed in this Iranian uh, uh, missile strike on the Iraqi base. It was not true, folks. It was Iranian propaganda. They fed to who? MSNBC? Well, why? Because they knew MSNBC would probably put it out, which they dutifully did, because MSNBC hates the president, and the fact that they could report casualties may reflect poorly on the president. They put it right on the air. 
happened. Played the clip on the show. Not going to play it again. Then we had the Chris Matthews clip we played on the show last week from MSNBC. So Lamani Joe was revered, revered like Elvis and oh. Princess Di. Not my quote, yeah. his quote, yeah. not me. I didn't say that. Chris Matthews from MSDNC. So Lamani was revered. It's like the death of Elvis, man. Elvis. Like Soleimani had a series of hits like blue suede shoes and stuff. The guy was a terrorist, a mass murderer. He was revered. Now, the coverage of the Iranian protest against Soleimani, yes, against, because the Iranian people, large majorities of them don't want this anymore either. And I'm glad Trump has made the distinction and reached out to the Iranian people and separated from the terrorist regime, ruling with an iron fist over them. I'm glad he's done that. It's the right thing to do. When the Iranian people protested against Soleimani this weekend, you'd think it'd be front page coverage running on the news everywhere this weekend. But of course, they had to suppress that, Joe, because again, it would reflect positively on freedom, liberty, the liberty agenda and Donald Trump. And you can't have that. You have to keep up the idea that Soleimani was revered like Elvis. Oh, my gosh. It gets worse. Here's an article to Daily Caller. Be up at the show notes today. I had missed this one last week, unbelievably. Shame on me. If you want to get our show notes, go to Bongino.com slash newsletter. Subscribe. I'll email you the show notes every day. CNN gives platform to spokeswoman for the 1979 U.S. Embassy hostage takers to push Iranian propaganda. Holy Chuck Ross. Crap. The great Chuck Ross. Really happened, brother. Really happened. Christian Amanpour on CNN had this woman on Miss... Forgive me if I'm saying the name wrong. Not intentional. Massime Ebdekar. She was the spokeswoman for the hostage takers who took our people hostage in Iran. And she was on CNN spouting propaganda. No worries, folks. Just an Iranian uh, you know, propaganda artist on a uh, network that broadcasts in the United States, one of the three major cable news networks. Well, that's you know, yeah. maybe being generous to CNN, but you get the point. Yeah. Spouting propaganda. No I worries. Hadn't folks. seen that one yet. No. No, I missed that one too. Yeah. A lot going on last week. And finally, we have CNN and other outlets, New York Times, Washington Post, and others constantly parroting the line that the Iranian uh, shoot down via their missile, their anti-missile system of the Ukrainian airliner in Iranian territory. Joe, it was an accident. It was just a mistake. Oh, all right. How do we know that? Yeah. Because the Iranians said so, Joe. Come oh. on, stop asking stupid questions. Cool, man. The Iranians said it was a mistake, Joe. Yeah. I mean, they said death to America, but Aaron Burnett said that doesn't matter either. They're really nice people. Okay. So they're just nice people that made a mistake and shot down an airliner and killed upwards of 170 plus people. But don't worry. It's just a mistake. Maybe do a little journalism and kind of question that because some of the air defense people, one of the pleasures, distinct pleasures of having a show with a large audience, thanks to you, and I mean that always, is there's always someone who's an expert in something who reaches out, Mm -hmm. sources. I got a great email this morning from someone who has some expertise in these air defense systems who said, ah, the likelihood it was a mistake is pretty much slim to none. He went through all the safety checks they do first. Joe, it's not just like a, you know, button placed in a bad spot on my power generator like I have went through this morning where someone accidentally said, oh, my gosh, look what happened. We hit the wrong button and shot down an airliner. It's not a joke. I mean, this is people die. That's not what happened. There were safety. There are there are there are built in systems to make sure that doesn't happen. And it happened anyway, which would make it serious journalism outfit, which CNN isn't 
or the New York Times or anyone else, double and triple check Iranian propaganda. Like, oh, it was a mistake before you put it out there. But again, expecting them to do it is just a joke. All right, you know, enough on that. It's, it's, an, it's really become a total embarrassment. I was pretty fired up this morning. And listen, uh, a couple of things just behind the scenes stuff, because you know, you're my audience and you sh- should get my, you know, we crack the fourth wall here often. Our show is always different than everyone else. We try to make us light edits. We even leave some mistakes in because I like it to feel natural, like a conversation. We had a great interview this weekend with Mark Levin. I hope you listened to it on my YouTube channel. Um, you know, but th- this has been tough to go on the air. I've been on the air a lot. I did Judge Janine on, on Saturday. I spoke to Mark Levin, you know, youtube.com slash Bongino. You want to listen to my interview with the great one. He was so dynamic. But I'm not kidding when I tell you it's been hard to go on the air lately and talk about this. Because I'm an American first, and I get it. I'm a partisan. I've got a hard edge. I understand that. You know, I don't pull any punches. And I love your feedback. But I got a lot of feedback, 90% positive about my uh, my debate with Geraldo. But her- Paul, what would you say? About 10% was it was... That's fine, folks. Listen, feel free. Some of you think I was unnecessarily harsh on Geraldo. I totally understand that. Um, you know, I, I don't feel that way. I feel like, I, you know, Geraldo and I have been debating a long time. We agree on a lot of things and Spygate stuff. We don't agree on a lot of things, but I'm really fed up with the coverage of this, folks. I'm sorry. I am not an interventionist overseas by any stretch. If you listen to my show, you know that. But the killing of a an ethnic cleansing, mass murdering terrorist was an unabashedly good thing. And trying to call the president out for it is just really shameful. And I'm sorry, I was I was upset about it. And that's natu- That's me on the air. And I, I'll be honest with you, when I feel like I go overboard, Paula did thought so. Paula was a little upset at me this weekend. She thought I was a little too fiery on Judge Janine too. She's my wife, but I even disagreed with her. I said, I'm sorry, I just disagree. I think this is a really tough time in American history that requires a really hard edge. And I, I can't walk any of that back. My, my sincere apologies to those you took it personally. But it was a little feisty this weekend. All right, moving on. Enough about me. So, you know, remember those, you know, the mud flaps, Joe, on the trucks, the 18 wheelers? Oh, yeah. Keep on trucking. You know, you see them? Yeah, but yeah, you see it. Remember that? Was the only- <laughs> so, uh, this weekend, I was reading the deep, deep state. Keep on deep state. And like, we should have bumper stickers make up. Deep state. Keep on deep state. They just are not kidding around. They don't even care anymore. These deep state people. And by the way, the fact that the left wing media doesn't think that deep state exists, a conspiracy theory, it, just ignore them. That's just so it's a they're the conspiracy theory that they're actual journalists is the actual conspiracy theory. The deep state is so real. They're actually smacking you in the face, sticking you in the eye. I mean, it's embarrassing the hubris of these people, some of the stuff they do. Well, what did they do? Which I've got a couple stories on this that are going to kind of filter into each other about the deep state keeping on deep state. So first is this stunning, almost unbelievable story about who the FISA court appointed to look into their FISA court abuses. Check this story out. Daily Caller. Another Chuck Ross piece. Getting a lot of tension on Dan Bongino's show today. Again, up at the show notes at Bongino.com. Check it out. (laughs) This is a real headline, folks. This is not a joke. Ex-DOJ official picked to assist the FISA reform was an ardent defender of the FBI's surveillance of Carter Page. (laughs) This is not a joke. This is not the Babylon Bee, the Onion, or Duffel Block. (laughs) This is a real story. So... I want to laugh. <laughs> this is real. I was cued into this this weekend by a friend who was like, do you believe this? And I answered back, yes, sadly I do. Yeah. And then you wonder why I get these emails into the show when I say, 
I just have no confidence if Trump's not elected to a second term and doesn't have time to start to get rid of these people in a mass flush. I don't have a lot of confidence anything's going to happen. I'm with you. I've, I've been with you the whole time on this. Now, I think some people are going to go down here, but I think a lot of these deep state bureaucrats are going to get a total pass. I have zero confidence. And it's stories like this one. Well, let me tell you what's going on first. Obviously, you know about the Spygate case, the use of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court in the United States to get a warrant by the FBI to spy on the Trump team. Very simple scandal. A lot of details in there, but that is really the core of it, the house Spygate was built on. The FBI spied on Donald Trump and his campaign, pure and simple, using the FISA court. The FISA court now claims Rosemary Collier in his brief that they're really upset about it, Joe. They're really upset. For those of you watching oh, on our YouTube, okay. I gave you the dreaded wink and the nod. We're really, really upset about this. You FBI guys and ladies came in here and swore to these warrants and they weren't true. Matter of fact, we're so upset. We're going to do an internal investigation. Oh, this is going to be bad. An internal investigation. Well, who do they appoint? They appoint this cat, David Chris. <laughs> David K- K-R-I-S. David Chris. Yeah, yeah. No, this is yeah, real. This is, this is Get a load of this one. This gets better. This is from the Chuck Ross piece, brother. This gets great. Chris, <laughs> who served, as the just, and served in the Justice Department from 2009 to 2011, asserted in writings. So this is the guy who's supposed to be investigating FISA abuse. This guy actually wrote this stuff in a lawfare blog he wrote. That during the Trump-Russia probe, the Republicans, quote, had falsely <laughs> accused the FBI of misleading the FISC in its wiretap <laughs> applications. This is not the Reagan jokes portion of the show. This is real. The guy supposedly investigating FISA abuse has accused the Republicans of falsely accusing the FBI of misleading the FISA court. It goes on. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I know. Listen, folks, if I don't laugh, I'm going to cry. Yeah. I don't want to cry on camera, okay? Yeah. Uh, really, this isn't that movie Hope Floats. That scene with the dad always gets me every time. Randomly thrown in there. It goes on. He also accepted the FBI's assertion that there was probable cause to believe that Page, Carter Page, was a foreign oh. agent of Russia. <laughs> this this is the guy investigating advice abuse. An, an allegation that was all but debunked by the special counsel's report and the inspector general's report. Folks, listen, here's your eyeball. They're just poking you in here. They don't even care. The FISA court, to anyone listening or to anyone who, listen to me, again, we have an audience, thanks to you, substantial enough that typically someone knows someone who knows someone who knows someone who, to the people on the FISA court, and this gets back to you, and was it uh, Judge Bowsberg or something who appointed him on the FISA court, appointed Chris, collusion hoaxer, who attacked Republicans for getting to the truth, and who believes that the FBI did, did, no, they didn't do anything wrong in front of the FISA court. You're an embarrassment. I'm really, you're an mm. embarrassment. With all due respect to your prior line of work, I don't know your prior resume. Who knows? I may wind up in front of you one day. You may sentence me to jail for something at this point. I mean, it seems like everybody on the right side of the Spygate thing who exposed the scandals to bad guys now, Joe, anyway. Appointing this guy is a slap in the face to justice, to the integrity of the court. And listen, I don't know what you think you're doing. If you thought this was going to slip past the goalie or people like me and Devin Nunes and others of you attacked, we're just going to let this go. But if this appointment is not rescinded immediately, immediately, nothing, nothing this guy says, understand this will have any credibility. Nothing. I don't care what he finds. 
Nothing this guy says will have any credibility. I don't care. I'm all open for facts and data, not from him. That's right. That's right. Right. You're telling me a guy who's already come to the conclusion that the FBI did nothing wrong, that Devin Nunes and people like me are the bad guys, that we're supposed to accept your opinion, again, a collusion hoaxer, on FISA abuse. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a joke. This is a total joke. He defended the DOJ, attacked Nunes, defended the targeting of Carter Page as a Russian agent. And this is the guy who's going to get to the bottom of it. Another cliche disaster. Seriously? Oh, that's not it. The David Christopher point. Let me just be clear on what I know are your demands too. This man should be tomorrow, today, 10 minutes ago, fired from this position and never considered to touch anything involving Russian collusion again. If you don't appoint a nonpartisan, non-ideologue who, like Durham, who's interested in the facts, nothing you say will be even taken remotely seriously. You will not have a scintilla of credibility. That's a period full stop moment. Now, I don't care what he finds because I don't know what he didn't find, if you know what I mean. Yeah. He found the facts that Joe was in the neighborhood when a bank was robbed. Yeah. Did he also find the facts that there's a videotape and it's a videotape of someone else other than Joe? You get what I'm saying? Yeah, man. No, no. Sure. David Chris found some facts. Facts are not evidence unless they're evidence in support of a crime. That's what you're going to get from a guy like this. I can give you facts. I live in Florida. I can also tell you a crime happened in Florida. They're both facts today, probably 10 minutes ago. Does that mean I committed it? No. That's what this guy's going to do. He's going to have another one of these things. It's a joke. Selective omission. All right, I got more mm -hmm. deep state stories because it gets, believe it or not, it gets even worse. I want to hat tip in advance, Technofog and others too on Twitter. Great Twitter account that always, always seems to dig out nuggets of this disastrous Spygate thing. All right, I got that more on Nancy Pelosi, too, coming up. All right, today's show also brought to you by our good friends at a company uh, I was happy to take on because I was a client of this company before they agreed to sponsor our show. Ladies and gentlemen, LifeLock. Why was I a client? This is a true story. This happened to me. My wife and I, our identity was stolen a long time ago. It was a disaster. They went out and ordered a bunch. I'm not kidding. This is not a joke. Using my American Express card, they went out after they stole my identity. And they ordered a bunch of real estate, like learning courses on how to buy real estate. This thing cost me, what, Paula, like three months of my life trying to fix this thing. Remember this disaster? Folks, you need protection against this stuff. You want a New Year's resolution that's easy to keep? That's when I got life like I've never regretted it since. What a great company. Resolve to help protect your identity and personal info and your family. Your family. They steal everybody's stuff. Personal info with LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. Here's what they do. LifeLock alerts you to potential threats to your identity. If you include your family, your family too. They'll steal your kid's identity, anything you get their hands on. They see more than what you can see by, by not just monitoring your own credit, like your info. They, they'll monitor your credit, excuse me, and info on the dark web too. Come on, most of us don't know how to get on the dark web and monitor that stuff. LifeLock's got you covered. If you have a problem, LifeLock's US-based restoration specialists know the steps to take to help resolve your case. I wish I would have had that. I spent hours on the phone with these real estate people trying to tell them it wasn't me. After all, only one in five identity theft victims who had accounts open in their name discovered that theft through a bank or credit card company. Of course, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. 
But LifeLock is the New Year's resolution that's not easy. That's not only easy to keep, it helps you protect what you've worked so hard for. Make it your New Year's resolution, LifeLock. Get LifeLock for up to 25% off your first year. Go to LifeLock.com slash Bongino. Go today. LifeLock.com slash Bongino. That's LifeLock.com slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, for up to 25% off. They will help protect you against what I went through, this disastrous identity theft debacle that took me months to clear up. LifeLock.com slash Bongino. Go today for up to 25% off. You will not regret it. Great company. All right. Thanks, LifeLock, for joining the team. We appreciate it. And I appreciate you supporting your sponsors and your patients as well. So from the mud flaps, deep state, keep on deep state and file. So, you know, in a moment of self-reflection, I always tell you where I think we may have erred in Spygate. We've made, thankfully, very few errors based on sources and things like that. Um, but one of the things I think I may have been wrong on was a very specific FBI agent who a long time ago, I assumed may have been maybe a potential white knight in this. And I think I may have been inaccurate in that assessment based on some information that has surfaced. What do I mean by that? And how does this relate to the deep state? They're protecting their own, as you saw from the David Chris appointment, where they're clearly defending the FISA court by appointing a guy who has no intention of looking at the FISA court. This is a hat tip technofog on Twitter. Again, a great account who always exposes some of the deep, dark domains of the deep state. So one of the other stories about the deep state protecting itself that's bothered me is the lack of access to this very specific FBI agent uh, noted as SA, um, excuse me, senior special agent one in the IG report. It's thought to be that senior, that special SSA one in the IG report, who is intimately involved in this case, Joe, is an agent by the name of Joe Pianca. Mm -hmm. Now, from the IG report, here is again, hat tip technofog. That's his highlights there. He talks about it's Special Agent One, again, believed to be Joe, Bian Joe Pianca. It says, uh, quote, this is from the IG report, the FBI liaison informed SSA One and Case Agent One via email on November 18th that Kavalek had met with Steele and she had taken notes of their meeting. The liaison could obtain information from Kavalek about their meeting. And according to Kavalek, the information from Steele's reporting about a Russian consulate being located in Miami was inaccurate. Let me rephrase that for you. Mm-hmm. If SSA1 is in fact Joe Pianca, which is believed to be, the IG report is saying that Christopher Steele, right before the, the swearing of the FISA warrant in October to spy on Donald Trump, Joe, that they used the dossier, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the IG is saying that Pianca was aware of Christopher Steele, who allegedly wrote the dossier. Of course, we know that's probably not true, but again, what was pushing it, we know that. We know that right before they swore the information was true, Steele met with Kathleen Kavalek from the State Department, Joe. And Pianca was aware that Steele's information was crap. Mm -hmm. I remember that. Steele told, remember we, we discussed yeah, this? Sure did. This has been, this Kavalek meeting is huge. There's a number of other nuggets to it we discussed in prior shows. But one of the big nuggets there is before they swear in court, Pianca and, and, his, and his team that are vetting Steele are aware of Steele meeting with Kavalek, where he tells Kathleen Kavalek from the State Department as he's pushing her the dossier too. That, hey, this is all being run, this collusion scandal through the Russian consulate in Miami. Well, what's the problem, uh, uh, Joe? <laughs> there ain't no consulate there, Daddy-O. Yeah. And ain't is a word in this case. Yeah. Yes, Armacost is right. There's no Russian consulate in Miami. Right. So Kavalek's like, hey, fellas, this guy's saying that this whole scandal, the collusion scandal, was being coordinated at the Russian consulate in Miami. Maybe you should look at this guy again because there is no Russian consulate in Miami. 
Apparently, our friend SSA1, which may be Pianca, is aware of this. Now, Pianca, for those of you who always say, remember the names. Remember the names. I always say in this case, the best advice I ever got as a criminal investigator, my last line of work, remember the names. Memorize them. Because when they come up again, if you don't have them at the tip of your tongue, the relationships won't make any sense. Some of you may be saying, Pianca. So he may have knew Steele was full of crap before they swore out the Pfizer. Well, where else do I remember the name Pianca from? Oh, yes. He's the guy who goes to the White House just days after President Trump takes his seat in the Oval Office, shows up on the instructions of Jim Comey, and interviews Mike Flynn with no lawyer present in conjunction with Peter Stroke. Same guy. Same guy. Remember my Clinton line when he was playing golf with your Secret Service? <laughs> sure he hit do. a bad shot and had a good shot. He goes, yeah. same guy. Same guy. <laughs> it's the same guy. What do I always tell you? What has been an evergreen kind of topic that comes up in this? Not topic, but uh, overall thread that's tied our shows together. Folks, the spying on of Mike Flynn, the spying on of presidential campaigns, the spying on of Trump, the spying on of Papadopoulos, the spying on of Carter Page, the impeachment hoax, the takedown of Flynn, Ukraine gate. All of this stuff is intimately tied together. It's the same deep state players. They're all involved in this. Pianca interviews Flynn. Pianca knew about Kavalek. Kavalek is interviewing Steele. Kavalek's interviewing Steele and they're using Steele's information. Kavalek tells Pianca, who interviewed Flynn, that Steele's information is garbage. Pianca and them apparently do nothing about it, as we'll see in this second piece from the Inspector General's report, exposing some of the relationships here. So now we find out that in Carter Page, when they interview Carter Page, these agents involved in this, Case Agent 1, SA1 and others, SSA1, that they interviewed Carter Page and they failed to include in their report that Carter Page had denied meeting with Russians. I'm just going to say, folks, kind of an important point, no? So you're interviewing a guy you're about to get a FISA warrant to spy on for colluding with Russians, even though he's working on behalf of the CIA, which you know and ignore. But then when he denies actually knowing some of the Russians that Christopher Steele says he's meeting with, you don't think that's a material fact to include? Oh, this really happened. Now, kind of sealing the deal on SSA1, again, believed to be Pianca, and multiple reports out there. This is crazy. Something we've been addressing now for two years. The smoking gun in this case, ladies and gentlemen, has always been the Woods file, which is the file the FBI is supposed to keep showing what they did to verify the information they used to spy on Trump. The Woods file. Copy. Based on the Woods procedure. We've only been talking about this for two years. Joe's tired of hearing about it. <laughs> Listen to this doozy from the IG report. SSA1 was responsible for confirming that the Woods file was complete and for double-checking the factual accuracy review to confirm that the Woods file contained appropriate documentation for each of the factual assertions in the FISA application. Okay, so let me get this straight. SSA1, believed to be Pianca, knew Christopher Steele was full of crap, had Kavalek's information that Steele didn't even know there was no Russian consulate Miami where they were allegedly running this thing, so he knows that's crap. They know Page denied knowing the Russians that they included in their FISA report. They left that out then this is the same guy responsible in the Woods file for investigating each of these factual assertions and making sure they're true. He's the guy involved in signing off on a Pianca, and he's also the guy who interviews Mike Flynn. You may say, okay, why are we relitigating the fact that Pianca 
who again, at one point, at one point, I believed may have flipped. I'm, I'm taking out. I'm, 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 let me rescind that now because it's clear to me at this yeah. point that I don't. Th- he may have now. I'm not sure even after all this information. But I'm not. Sh- this guy's not a white knight in this. Based on the, uh, 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 just listen to the IG report. Yeah. Now, again, this is where I got a hat tip. Technofog again. Let me show you a headline that was up at Fox News showing you. Remember this block. Keep on deep stating, folks. Pianca mysteriously nobody can find this guy. Or get a hold of him. Alex Pappas, Fox News. When I say find him, I mean we can't get him. I don't mean like he's, he disappeared like Casper the Friendly Ghost. The DOJ is refusing to give Grassley access to the agent who interviewed Flynn. Alex Pappas, Fox News, published in June of 2018. Who was the agent who interviewed Flynn? Uh, Joe Pianca. <laughs> DOJ, Joe, you can't talk to him. Eh, that ain't right. Can't talk to that guy. <laughs> that ain't right. God forbid. Uh, you think? <laughs> that ain't right. Yeah. Maybe we'll make that a t-shirt. Joe Armacost. That ain't right. <laughs> Folks, why would we not be able to talk to this guy again? So the guy who interviewed Flynn, they said he wasn't lying and then charged Flynn with lying after the interview. Is the same guy responsible for the Woods file that's supposed to fact check the dossier that didn't. He's the same guy. And yet we're not allowed to, to interview him. Can you give me a big why on that? Like, I don't, I don't really get that. Again, hat tip techno for another brilliant find. Apparently, Bianca got transferred. Wow, crazy, Joe. He got transferred to San Francisco. Wow. Reminds me of the... <laughs> what you I'm going to leave that one. Because it reminds... <laughs> I'm, I'm really... I'm not, this is very upsetting. So here, Technofog goes right. to the FBI website and they list out personnel assigned to the San Francisco office. And there he is, Joe Pianca third appears in San Francisco, gets shipped all the way across the country out of D.C., although nobody can seem to find this guy for an interview if we want to get to the bottom of what he did. That's crazy. Well, what else happened? Well, again, our buddy Technofog goes back to uh, the internet, the great interweb a few days later and checks the FBI's San Francisco website. One of these things is not like the other. Look at this. Crazy, Joe. <gasps> no Joe Pianca on there. Where did he go? Wow. Where did he go? I don't, I know. don't know. It's like the Ren and Stimpy land of the <laughs> yeah, left there side. There it is. There Where they go. Is. Nobody knows. We need that cut one day. I'm not <laughs> sure if it's copyrighted or not, but it's the greatest cut. Where they go? Nobody knows. Was he transferred? Is he not in San Francisco? Is he working anywhere for the FBI anymore? Why the effort to hide this guy? Well, listen, it could be. Unlike Aaron Burnett, we do actual facts and data here. Don't ever call me a journalist. It's an insult. But we do facts and data. Folks, it could be innocent. Could have gotten transferred again. Be kind of strange. The probability of that's kind of like low, almost zero. But I'm willing to give us an explanation. It's okay. So we can't talk to the guy because what? He's across the country in San Francisco. Well, why'd you delete him from the San Francisco? No, no, we transferred him again. Where? To our moon base on the planet Neptune. (laughs) There's an FBI satellite. We have him there. He's (laughs) investigating Neptunian credit fraud on Neptune. And listen, the trip took seven years. So in order to get him back, we have to send like the space shuttle, uh, the, the space shuttle victory, which isn't even done yet, to go get him and bring him back. 
We need teletransportation like in Star. Beat me up, Scotty. You will never hear from this guy again. Why? Because the deep state keeps on deep state. That's why. You may, now, listen, you may be upset about this show. Good. I want you upset. That's the point. Because until we reach, reach a crescendo of fury on this and start to push our representatives into getting off their cabooses and doing something outside of the people who have actually helped us, Nunes, Meadows, who's leaving, Jim Jordan, until we actually push these people, nothing is going to happen. But this is our country. It's not theirs. That's not a talking point. It's not a bumper stick. I'm not running for office. This is our country. There's 330 million of us and 535 of these dips up on Capitol Hill. We run this place. This is our joint, not theirs. We got to make some calls. I'm doing the best I can exposing this stuff to our 500,000 plus listeners, viewers every day. But I need your help. Calls won't do anything. You know what does nothing? Nothing does nothing. When you do nothing, it absolutely does nothing every time. Bingo. It's a fight. It's a battle. It's not going to be easy. It was never going to be. You think Trump was going to come in in one term? Everything was going to be done. Spygate was going to be exposed. The media was going to fix themselves. The deep state was just going to give up. Everybody was white flag, white flag, folks. It's all over. These guys are going to hold on for the rest of their lives. Their kids have been promised jobs. They've been promised jobs. It's about money, prestige. Reputations are going to be ruined. History is going to destroy these people when the truth comes out. Did you really think they were just going to give up? It's a generational fight. Listen, we live in the most prosperous time in human history. We've been gifted to be American citizens right now. At this point in time, right now. It's not a lot to ask, not to, I mean, my listeners are super active. Please, I'm not lecturing anybody. Don't, don't, don't misread me here. But to some of the people who come in and out of the show and aren't necessarily diehard in politics, you're like, ah, I don't know. I don't really want to call my congressional representative. This really isn't for me. Yeah, well, is this freedom and liberty thing for you? Because it's evaporating by the day. All right, I got more. More deep, yeah, believe it or not, even more. I want to prove to you again, Spygate, Mullergate, Impeachmentgate, Flynngate, collusion hoax, whistleblower hoax. These things are all tied together. It's the same scam. What do you mean, Dan? It's the same scam. Get rid of Trump at all costs and just make up another hoax after the last hoax collapse. And shockingly, oh gosh, I hope I get to this. There's a remember what I told you, Joe, a few weeks ago. What's the next scam going to be? Oh, the yeah. next hoax is going to be Trump colluding with Turkey. Yeah. Did I not say it? Yes, you did. The, oh, yes, you we did. We got to get to the Pelosi stuff. Yes, you did. All right. Uh, last sponsor of the day. <laughs> one of my faves. Got him on right now. My Tommy Johns. Check him out. There you go. <laughs> I love Tommy Johns. YouTube.com slash Bungie. Maybe you caught a little end of the Tommy John. Yeah, YouTube.com slash Bungie. If you want to check out the video version of our show, we always enjoy. I love Tommy John. I'm driving my poor wife crazy. Today. When it comes to comfort down below, there's underwear and then there's Tommy John. Oh. I was a buyer of Tommy John's way, way, way. I have some of the original 
Tommy John's. I have them framed in my house. The original time they were showing. Now they've redefined comfort even more for Americans everywhere, including me. You will not find, you can't wear any other underwear once you buy Tommy John's. It's over. It's over. To put it simply, Tommy John doesn't give an F. What? It's a family-friendly show. No, they give three Fs. Fabric, fit, and function. Come on, heads out of the gutter. Tommy that? John obsesses over every little detail and stitch by using proprietary fabrics that perform, perform like nothing you've ever worn before. As a result, Tommy John's men and women's underwear sport a no wedgie guarantee. Paul is showing them right now. Right over there. See? Get the camera. Do we have another camera? It happened. She's got them on right now. She's telling me that she's doing the same thing. They have a no wedgie guarantee. Be careful. Paula, no wedgies, right? Be careful. No wet me either. <laughs> Stay put waistband and a range. I know. <laughs> and a range of fabrics that are luxuriously soft, feather light, moisture wicking, breathable, and designed to move with you, not against you. That means there's no bunching and no riding up. They're so confident in your underwear. If you don't love your first pair, you get a full refund with their best pair you'll ever wear. It's free guarantee. You prefer, prefer to shop in stores, you can find them over 1,200 retail locations across the country, including Nordstrom's Tommy John. No adjustment necessary. Give three Fs about your underwear and upgrade with Tommy John today. Hurry to TommyJohn.com slash Dan for 20% off your first order. 20%. That's TommyJohn.com slash Dan for 20% off. TommyJohn.com slash Dan for 20% off your first order. Best underwear out there. We love them in this house. All right. I'll leave that there before I wind up divorced before tomorrow's show, which would be lightning speed, but I may be rolling down that path now. <laughs> uh, Paul is not too happy with me after today's show. All right. Today, the deep state, keep on deep stating. This is a quick one. So I got a hat tip to conservative treehouse guys who picked this gem out this weekend. So remember, the deep state protects their own. They appoint this guy to investigate the FISA court, who absolutely loves the FISA court, thinks we're all nut jobs. Pianca can't be found, gets scrubbed off the San Francisco website. Now we find who is working with Adam Schiff on this impeachment probe. Oh, who? To help get the president out of it. Remember, impeachment yeah. hoax, whistleblower hoax, spy gets all the same hoax. Get rid of Donald Trump. This is crazy. All these people know each other. Check out this Politico article. Again, hat tip conservative treehouse for pointing this one out. By Darren Samuelson. Meet the legal minds behind Trump's impeachment. You may say, Dan, there's no way. No way that one of the legal minds, according to Politico, involved in Trump's impeachment was heavily involved in the Spygate debacle, too. Well, then you'd be wrong because that's absolutely what happened, because as I told you, it's all the same hoax. Quote from the Politico piece. This is from Mary McCord, a former DOJ official who helped oversee the FBI's probe into Russian interference <laughs> in a 2016 election and is now listed as a top outside counsel for Adam Schiff's little house guys and ladies in key legal fights tied to impeachment. Here's a quote from a court. I think people do see that this is a critical time in our history. We see the breakdown of the rule of law. We see the breakdown of adherence to the Constitution and also constitutional values. Give me a break. She goes on. That's <laughs> why you're seeing lawyers, Joe, come out around the country being very willing to put extraordinary amounts of time and effort into litigating these cases. That's why you're involved? <laughs> that, really? Nothing to do with the fact that you worked with Michael Atkinson in the National Security Division. Who's Michael Atkinson? Remember the oh, name? Remember, I was saying, yes. remember the name of Michael? So Mary McCord worked with Michael. Michael Atkinson. Hmm. Oh, that's the Inspector General who uh, changed the rules about whistleblowing to allow a uh, fake whistleblower complaint to proceed that was used to impeach the president. You're right. That Inspector General. Yeah. Oh, you worked with him. 
And then Atkinson, this can't be. So you were in the National Security Division working with Atkinson, who was also the lawyer for the head of the National Security Division at the DOJ, John Carlin, who's the same guy who, by the way, signs off on the, the Woods procedures. Remember Pianca, the Woods file, verifying stuff? He is the lawyer for the DOJ. One of the final guys to sign off on the FISA warrant was John Carlin, who worked with Atkinson, the IG who forwarded the fake whistleblower complaint, who worked in the National Security Division with Mary McCord, who's now working with Adam Schiff after forwarding the fake whistleblower complaint. McCord's working with Schiff to have the president impeached. Oh, and by the way, they worked for Carlin, who was Bob Mueller's chief of staff before he became Obama's head of the National Security Division at DOJ and worked with Atkinson and McCord on the whole Spygate case. Folks, the verdict is in. There's nothing to see here. Don't you worry. Deep state, keep on deep state. No worries, folks. And they write this, Darren Samuelson in this piece, they write this like, not even remotely curious that, wait, 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 let me get this straight. So one of the lawyers involved in the National Security Division that forwarded the fake charges about Donald Trump onto the FISA court and signed off on him, one of the lawyers involved is the ICIG now, the inspector general who forwarded the fake whistleblower complaint after changing the paperwork, that guy? His division, they altered the paperwork to make this fake whistleblower complaint go away, even though there's no firsthand information. And one of the lawyers they work with, Mary McCord, in the National Security is now working with Adam Schiff to impeach the president on said fake charges, who she was also involved in the Spygate thing. No worries, folks. There's no connection. Dan Bongino's the crazy one, right? I'm the, uh, Joe, it's me. Yeah. You and I and Paul are all nuts. I didn't want anybody Everyone to know that. Everyone else has the story down. We're all yeah. crazy. No, n- <laughs> nothing. Keep in mind, nothing I told you can be factually challenged. <laughs> nothing. Now, your takeaways, you're free to, uh, I'm sorry. You, you, dis, you discern from that information whatever you want. Just understand this. The media, I'm telling you, does not care. They don't care one bit. Impeachment, Mueller, Spygate, fake whistleblower gate. It is all the same people. Pianca interviews Flynn. Pianca signs off on the Woods file. The Woods file reviewed by John Carlin at DOJ NSD. Carlin works with Atkinson. Atkinson works with McCord. Atkinson becomes the inspector general. The inspector general's office alters a form so that a fake whistleblower can file a charge against Donald Trump. McCord, who was at the NSD doing all this with them, leaves and then goes to work for Adam Schiff to make sure Donald Trump is impeached. This actually happened. Hey, Paula, can I jump ahead? The inequality, can we leave that for tomorrow? Okay, because I got a really good piece of Wall Street Journal. Thanks to everyone who sent it over to me about the myth of inequality growing in the Trump administration. But it's going to take me a little bit because it's so, it makes such a damning case that Obama is the one who heightened the economic inequality. I want to save that for tomorrow because I do want to get to Pelosi. It's important because I won't, and I do want to finish on a kind of a high note because I don't want you to be depressed. We will change our government. It's just a job and it's a hard job and we're all engaged. Nobody's quitting. We are moving forward and proceeding ahead. We will get accountability. I don't care how long it takes. So here was uh, Pelosi. Remember I told you, Pelosi said, I said to you they were going to move on after the impeachment hoax dies and whistleblower yeah. hoax and yeah. Mueller game and all that dies. They're going to move on seamlessly. Like nothing happened to their, I'm telling you their next narrative is going to be Trump colluded with the Turks. It's nothing, there's no basis in truth on that. It's just, it's out there. I warned you, Pelosi's already going there. Now, this is a great video because not only should, uh, not only should prove me right that they're already preparing their next hoax, but 
She goes back and trots out the old collusion hoax again on this appearance this weekend with George Stephanopoulos. Here's why she's doing this. In a nutshell, the impeachment thing is a disaster. She's going to forward the, the impeachment articles over this week, maybe today. She got wrecked. R-E-K-T. Wrecked. Wrecked. She made all these demands of Mitch McConnell. We're not forwarding the articles until you do this, this, and this. McConnell said... This is me giving the double barrel middle finger without the middle fingers because we're trying to keep the visuals somewhat family friendly. Paula wasn't happy I said that on Judge Anita this weekend, but they deserved it. Mitch McConnell said, no, thanks, Nance. We're not going to negotiate, but you just hold on to those articles and you have fun over there. Public pressure, Bill Pelosi looked like an idiot. She's now been face planted totally here. She's like this, palm face. I look like a moron because what happened? She's got nothing. She has to send the articles over and she got nothing. Zero. Zilch. Face planted. Totally. Tripped over her own legs. Couldn't get out of her own way. So now what does she do, Joe? Now she's angry, of course, because she was always a brilliant political tactician. Yes, yeah, yeah. You're yes. brilliant. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> she was so brilliant. She got wrecked by Mitch McConnell yet again. So here's Pelosi this weekend. I think it was George Stephanopoulos uh, losing it, going back to the Russia hoax and introducing the Turkey hoax next. Check this out. The president of the United States is in complete denial about Russia's role. As I have said, in terms of this president, all roads lead to Putin. Uh, he has... He said uh, he's not going to accept the assessment uh, uh, of our own intelligence agent that they are, that they were very much involved in uh, 2016 election, that 24-7 now they are still engaged. Uh, he's trying to blame it on Ukraine and this silliness uh, that has been debunked again and again. But he and his folks still keep uh, advancing it. Uh, everything that he has done, whether it's in Syria vis-a-vis uh, the Turks, whether it's been in Ukraine in terms of withholding assistance as they try to fight the Russians, uh, his denial about their role in our election then and now, all roads lead to. And sometimes I wonder about uh, Mitch McConnell, too. What's he? Why is he uh, an accomplice uh, to all of that? He has resisted uh, resources answer? going uh, in, a, in a manner uh, commensurate with the threat uh, for state uh, uh, not agencies, whichever they are in a state, could be the Secretary of State or whatever, uh, to protect our infrastructure, our uh, critical infrastructure of elections. He says you shouldn't even call that critical infrastructure. So it's all of, of, a, of a piece with them. And that's why it's really important for the facts to come forward, the witnesses to be heard, the documentation to be reviewed so that the American people can see. Ladies and gentlemen, you're witnessing, and I say this, I'm, I'm being dead serious, not a joke. You're witnessing a broken person right there. I counted upwards of four or five discredited conspiracy theories. She throws out totally discredited, debunked conspiracy theories that anyone with access to a... 1986 internet modem could look up on the interweb. Uh, it's just an embarrassment. She trots out the Russia conspiracy theory. Her new conspiracy theory on Turkey, in case you didn't get what she was hinting at, is going to be this, Joe. Get ready. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. Trump was going to pull troops out of Syria because he's got some business dealings with Turkey. Get ready. Nah. Get ready. That's hoax number 262,000. It's coming. She trots out the conspiracy theory that Ukraine did not uh, get involved in the 2016 elections. Here's the Politico piece. Politico, left-leaning, left-leaning Politico, not, this isn't some right-leaning outlet. 
reporting on Ukraine uh, trying to influence the 2016 election. There we go. Ukrainian efforts to sabotage Trump backfire by Politico, not Bongino Itico. Uh, Joe, Pelosi just said this didn't happen. Yeah. Politico has not retracted this article, Joe. This is a documents thoroughly Ukrainian film. The list goes that she trotted out. Like I said, I, I counted about four or five, maybe up to six debunked conspiracies. You're witnessing a broken woman who has been humiliated and embarrassed at every single turn. She thought she was going to leave her tenure as Speaker of the House or tenure in Congress as this celebrated Napoleon-like political tactician. And she's been completely wrecked at every turn. And she's just broken. She's been, she is totally a mess. She can't get out of her own way right now. I told you about the turkey thing. I warned you. All right. On a good note, I saw these this morning. Legal Insurrection had a great piece. Our friend William Jacobson runs a great blog, Legal Insurrection, one of the best websites out there. I have his piece with the full piece up of uh, his piece with the full piece, his article, the full piece up at Bongino.com slash newsletter. Again, that's our show notes. We will email them to you every day if you choose. But this is a series right now of Reagan jokes that have been put together. They're just short and sweet, but I'm only playing them in light of Bernie Sanders' recent rise to the top, uh, who, of course, is a communist who advocates socialism, um, sadly, and a lot of the, uh, uh, he seems to ignore the death and destruction that comes along with it. But Reagan found, and I agree with him, you may disagree, but I agree totally, one of the best ways, uh, it's almost an Alinsky-like tactic, to annihilate people's, uh, you know, believes that socialism is the real deal is to, is to make jokes about how horrible socialism was. You may say, oh, it's inappropriate. I don't think so. And Reagan didn't either. Humor sometimes can break down walls and crack those ideological facades people keep up who really believe socialism can work. So I got two of these. This is a good one, though. Here's Reagan cracking a joke about socialism and an appointment a guy makes to buy a car. Check this one out. It's funny. I've been collecting stories that are told in the Soviet Union by their people among themselves, which reveal they've got a great sense of humor, but they've also got a pretty cynical attitude toward their system. And I told this one, Bill, you'll have to hear it again. I told it in the car. I didn't tell this one to Gorbachev. <laughs> you know, there's a 10-year delay, delay in the Soviet Union of delivery of an automobile. And only one out of seven families in the Soviet Union own automobiles. There's a 10-year wait and you go through a, quite a process when you're ready to buy, and then you put up the money in advance. And this happened to a fellow, and this is their story that they tell, this joke. That this man, he laid down his money, and then the fellow that was in charge said to him, okay, come back in 10 years and get your car. And he said, morning or afternoon? <laughs> and... <clears throat> And the fellow behind the counter said, well, 10 years from now, what difference does it make? And he said, well, the plumber's coming in the morning. <laughs> you gotta love this. Now you know why he won 49 states. I got one more quick one, but I won't go. Paul will kill me if I go into the details. But to the guy who I met in the Tesla thing in the Palm Beach Gardens Mall this weekend, I was kidding. I promise you I was kidding. I walked out. No, yet st stop giving me the wave off. I love you. I was just joking with you. You know what I'm saying? I I'm going to leave that because I love this guy. And I felt so bad when he walked out. I was just making kind of a joke to someone else. Paula was like, 
furious at me for it. So I was just kidding. It wasn't as funny as the Reagan joke, but I thought it was kind of funny. Reagan joke number two. This one's almost as good as the first one. Ronald Reagan just decimating socialism. Using humor to do it. Check this out. The story was an American and a Russian arguing about their two countries. And the American said, look, in my country, I can walk into the Oval Office. I can pound the president's desk and say, Mr. President, I don't like the way you're running our country. And the Russian said, I can do that. The American said, you can? He says, yes. I can go into the Kremlin to the general secretary's office, pound his desk and say, Mr. General Secretary, I don't like the way President Reagan's running his country. (laughs) Come on. You gotta love that. He really, there was no, no one. No, folks, I'm, I'm only 45. I'm not that old. But he's the first president I really... Remember, remember. I mean, obviously I was born with Carter and I, I, but you know, you don't really remember much before four or five. I mean, you have these isolated, scattered memories, childhood amnesia. Reagan, I remember almost everything about him. And they used to, I remember when they used to make fun of him, poke fun at him all the time. And I always wondered why. What a great disposition. Kind of a good note to leave you on and making you, you know, but just kind of reiterating what I said earlier, showing you again, that's a great place. Totally worth fighting for. It was never going to be easy. Reagan understood that. Reagan took the big fights on the Soviet Union when all the people in the media warned them, oh, you can't take on the evil empire, we'll lose. You just have to kiss their butts and pretend that it'll all go away. Not on his watch, not today. And candidly, not on Trump's watch either. The tough fights matter. We're in this for the long run. Hey, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate it. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud and follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.